Hey friends, welcome to Free and Light, a podcast designed to help you slow down and live in rhythm with Jesus so you can experience the life he offers. Hey, I'm your host, Tim Shelton, and I'm so glad you're joining us today for episode 20. We have a great conversation for you today with my friends, Patrick and Dan Walden, about the spiritual practice of Sabbath. Before we jump in, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been so tired that you would do just about anything to rest? Have you ever been so exhausted that you just can't wait for the weekend? Maybe some of you are saying right now, yes, that's me. Well, I have been there too. For too many years of my life, I lived for the weekend. But can I tell you something? There's actually another option. Instead of working for rest, we can work from a place of rest. Now, if you think that I've stumbled onto a new thing or some quick fix like a life hack or a best practice, well, you're sort of right. But Sabbath is not really new. It's, it's actually as old as recorded scripture. And around Sequel, we're hearing more and more people talk about rest and the practice of Sabbath. And it's no surprise with the insane pace of our culture. If you tuned into the last episode, we talked a lot about how our families are learning the practice of Sabbath in real time and how it's changing our lives. But today, we want you to hear it from somebody else. So my friends, Patrick and Dan, they're normal people. Patrick has a great job. They have three young kids, full schedules, and they're involved in their church. Maybe you can relate to them. It's sort of like normal people doing normal things. But they, like many of us, they're busy. In the pandemic of 2020, they began to realize just how busy their schedules were. And that season brought them a much needed break and the opportunity to reevaluate the pace of their life. What they discovered was that they too were working for rest instead of living from a place of rest. And so what did they do? They decided to change their rhythm of life and began learning how to practice Sabbath. And that's why I wanted to talk to them. I want you to know that there are regular, hardworking moms and dads of small kids who are learning to engage with God in a not-so-new way by slowing down once a week to rest and Sabbath. Now, trust me, friend, if the Waldens can do this, you can too. And my hope is this conversation both challenges you and gives you a new hope that you too can take a day a week to stop and delight in the goodness of God. You too can begin this practice of Sabbath. Here is my conversation with Patrick and Dan Walden. Patrick and Dan, welcome to Free and Light. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited you're here. Now we have known each other a, uh, a while, but I, it, and our friendship is kind of newer, couple mm-hmm. years or so. But I've known about you guys for a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, I think Dan, you went to like a thing with Kelly a, mm-hmm. a while back, right? Yeah, and we probably have actually known about you for longer. Just so you know. <laughs> Is it That's <laughs> famous or infamous? <laughs> I don't know. Like we were maybe at your house in your car 
before we've ever met you. Okay. So. Okay. But got a story about how you might have responded when a watermelon blew up in the backseat of a Saab. <laughs> oh, did we leave that out? And Donuts and G, we did leave that out. Okay. Another story for another oh, time. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> so infamous but, is yeah, what yeah, you're so saying. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. We also knew of you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, Dan, yes. you came, you were part of Encourage Group 2. Yes. Um, a, a number of years back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patrick, you were not a part of Refresh Group 2. <laughs> I was not. So uh, tell me, like, what made you jump in? Yeah. That was early, early on. Yeah. I, so I was like two toddlers in, um, hearing from a friend who had recently experienced encouraged and was like, you have to like, Mm. this is, this is life changing. Um, followed her through the process and saw it, um, and for sure desired that like rest. I wanted something. I wasn't quite sure what that was. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think we were at a phase in our marriage of like two young kids. It was really hard. Um, I don't know why I would be tired. (laughs) I was searching for like the answers to all of my challenges. I wanted a depth in my relationship with God. Um, and I think I walked in with like, I had this task list of like my relationship with God was a check in a box. Mm, like, mm-hmm. all right, we're good. But I knew I wanted more and I just knew I needed to find something. Yeah. Wasn't quite sure what that was. Yeah. And I think yeah. I was blissfully unaware of my ineptitude as a husband at this, this time in our, <laughs> our marriage. Mm-hmm. I was really good at rolling over when there was. Let's be honest. We've all been there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the guys listening are like, thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so. We've only since been able to reflect on maybe how, how far off we were. From how each other. unaware yeah. you were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so Dan, you drug him to an experience mm-hmm. we have called mm-hmm. one day. We haven't had it in a while, but yeah. literally drug him. Right. Yeah. I was about to start encourage and this one day was right before. So like, to me, it was this, like, I want to test it out, know what I'm getting into before yeah. it all starts. Um, and I'm pretty sure I signed him up. And then told him that I signed him up. It was I'm a Saturday, po- I'm right? Positive because that's what he told me when he showed yeah. up. He's like, "I'm here because she made me." Yeah. <laughs> An all day Saturday, and he was like, "We're what?" But yeah. he went. I'm down for. I mean, I'll do anything once. And that's uh, my line. <laughs> yeah, I'll do anything once. And it was not like I've always encouraged whatever she wants to do, uh, and I just wasn't at a place where I was aware of any deeper spiritual need. I mean, we've done this forever. Mm-hmm. We're like lifelong Christians. So what more could there be for me? Yeah. And so I think I approached one day and even like the beginning of Refresh, uh, spoiler alert, I did join. <laughs> <laughs> he drank the Kool-Aid. He drank the Kool-Aid, but even, even into Refresh, it was like things didn't change day one. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll call it, we'll say that. Yeah. So our audience doesn't know you like I know you. Um, you guys have been married how long? This will be 14 years this summer. Do you know your anniversary date? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you that. We just had June the golden. 14th. Awesome. June 14th. No, this will be our golden. Oh. I said we just had the golden. Wait, how? 14 on 14, June 14th. 14 on the 14th. Yeah, we just celebrated 14 years. No, no. 
Did we? <laughs> Let me ask this a different way, Patrick. <laughs> oh, so always it's round up. I always round up. This is the problem. I'm always sprouting one. I, in Euchre, I've got five and a half. Uh, it's, I'm always growing one. A little bit optimistic here. All right. Uh, so we have been married 14 so years. So you've been married long enough for Dan not to get married over that question. Yeah, That's yes, perfect. Yes, okay. Yes. You've got how many kids? Three kids. That we know of. <laughs> and, oh and how old are these kids? Seven, five, and two and a half. Yeah. Okay. So you, Yeah. Yeah. Probably understatement. You've got a lot going on. We do. Yeah. And you you got normal lives. You just changed jobs. I just changed Patrick, jobs. Patrick, not too long ago. Yep. Right? Okay. So you guys are raising kids, busy life, and yet you jumped into mm-hmm. these experiences that take you away 48 hours at a time, uh, four times a year. You know, I don't know all the details of your story because at Encourage... Kelly doesn't share those things with me, right? They they stay around the campfire. Um, but Patrick and I, you know, met for lunch and breakfast a number of times, and so I know a little bit of his story. It certainly wasn't a straight line with you either. You, between experience one and two, you had a pretty big anxiety attack. Like what was happening in that, in kind of the process of Refresh, and particularly that moment? So I think I approached Refresh really not knowing what to expect. Um and, and not knowing what to expect, couldn't really relate to what Dayan was experiencing. And so really went in blind and even from a, maybe halfway in, like uh, had some friends who enrolled and it was more about like being with some guys for a few weekends a year than it was about really experiencing Jesus. Like if I did, that was going to be great, but um it wasn't my motivation if I look back to what I was really experiencing. But between session one and session two and refresh, um, you know, so Diana ended hers at the beginning of a pandemic and my, my refresh experience was delayed due to like the onset of a pandemic. And so at that time I worked in healthcare um, and we delayed and we started fresh you know, session one in October, which was three or four months after we were originally supposed to. And between that time of October to February for session two, we went and celebrated Thanksgiving with some friends in Georgia. And so we are the type of family that like drives through the night. We load the kids up so they sleep and so we can drive. And uh, it was through the mountains of West Virginia and uh, Virginia, you know, Dan was asleep and for what felt like hours. I mean, it felt like 48 hours happened in the middle of three, but I drove by myself in just excruciating chest pain because of the burdens, the quiet, like had settled and everything in my soul that was happening really felt crushing. And so I I remember driving and thinking, man, am I really going to have a heart attack? Like, is this how this is going to happen? I mean, my chest was so tight and any, like an idiot, like I just let her sleep and I drove and, uh, it wasn't until we got there that next morning, like I was still physically in pain. Um, I laid down to take a nap, 99% sure that I wasn't going to die, but something else was going on. But, and so for that week, gradually the palpitations went away, the chest pain relieved, uh, and we rested for a week with friends and I had detached from career and people and realized something was really wrong. What was Dan, what was going through your head 
as he tells you like, Hey, I almost had a heart attack last, last night as we were driving. No big deal. Well, so he didn't tell me until he were sitting around the dinner table telling our friends. It's always safer with friends. And he's telling me this and I'm like, she can't get that mad in front of people. Yeah. How many days later I had no idea, but I mean, it is definitely a deep fear of mine. Like he has family history of heart attacks okay. like that has been and i'm pretty sure like we do the calculations of like his dad his grandpa had a heart attack at 55 mm-hmm. his dad had a heart attack at 45 yep. he's over 35 i'm mm-hmm. like it's any day it's, it's just bound mm-hmm. to yeah. any day and if you see how he eats especially on a road trip like i oh, mean so this is personal now <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's there is a little bit of um, just tangent. Um, what does he, Dan, Patrick, don't answer. Combos and Skittles. Combos, and, yes. And Mountain Dew. Together. 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 Salty and sweet. And what is your favorite combo? Cheddar cheese pretzel. Yeah, there's only one. There's only one. Yeah. In a pinch, pizza, pizza pretzel can, but not nearly as good. Friends, that's a bonus favorite thing. I'm <laughs> yes. just going to say that right now. What was going on under the surface? Like, as you look back now, like, what was happening in your family and his career? I mean, obviously, like the pandemic was nuts. Yeah. It, we added a third child at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, so I feel like that just added to the craziness and the chaos and the smaller space. And now he's home and now we can't go anywhere. And we're in a little house. And I mean, he was gets antsy, maybe is. I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, I love change. You know, so I don't stay in one place very long. I had bought into a mentality, and it's all pride, but like I had, I was beginning to believe that I was too important for really a lot of things, mm. you know? And so stepping away from work, even for a day, was becoming increasingly more difficult because if I didn't do it, who would? You know, I was climbing a ladder that now I have since abandoned. Uh, because I realized I didn't want that anymore. But I think just slowly the weight of that pressure had kind of had built up uh, in that time. And I couldn't put words to it yet, um, but it was soul crushing, it, like physically manifested as soul crushing. I ask you about that because I forget who said it, but the quote goes something like this. The Sabbath will find you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like you'll find rest yeah. or rest will find you. <laughs> and that's what it makes me think of when I hear that story. Uh, I very much resonate with that story. Um, I've had two anxiety attacks in front of people. It's debilitating. Uh, it's soul crushing is the right word. Uh, humiliating, that kind of thing. Um, but they're uh, symptoms of a bigger thing going on. Yeah. It, like it's the thing is not the thing. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you say uh, surrender was way up on both your list. It's coming through refreshed and courage. And, and the thing that we, I want to ask you about is Sabbath. The Sabbath <laughs> will find you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And it found you, but mm-hmm. it, as our audience can probably guess by now, it wasn't by Patrick's doing, <laughs> Dan, it was by your doing, yeah. right? Yeah. So you come through refreshed and encouraged. We talk a lot about spiritual mm-hmm. rhythm. You, you take that to heart. What made you decide that we're going to do Sabbath? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've had little glimpses of like seeing Sabbath and desiring it and then feeling like, who am I to experience that, right? Like I'm a busy mom. I got lots to do. Like I can't take a day off. What are my kids going to do? And I think the pandemic for our family forced us to slow down and we experienced small glimpses of rest and Sabbath even in the midst of like the fear and the craziness going on. Patrick was off work for six weeks Mm -hmm. and it allowed us to make new rhythms for our family. And we found lots of things that we really enjoyed doing together, things we wanted to keep. So gradually as we got a little bit busier and activities came back into play, we realized we need more of this that we had. It's interesting that it comes on the the heels for you of Encourage mm-hmm. and then the start of Refresh yeah. for you. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Sabbath because I think, unfortunately, when our audience hears us, you know, on the last episode talk about Sabbath, they're like, of course, you four lunatics are in ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, two of us have jobs outside of ministry and we're normal people, but I get it. Like, it's the ministry people that do Sabbath, but you're not in ministry. I mean, you no. volunteer at church and, and sure, that kind right. of thing, but you, you've you got three kids that are, you're in the heart of raising them and you have full schedules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet mm-hmm. you're like, this is, this is a, a priority to mm-hmm. us. And, um, and it wasn't until the Sabbath caught up with you, mm-hmm. found you yeah. that it, it became a, you know, an important thing in your life. So I just want to ask you a whole bunch of questions. I hope that's okay. I'm going to mm-hmm. intrude on your, your Sabbath mm-hmm. lives. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but first, when you say we practice Sabbath, like, what does that mean to you? Cause I think that can mean different things to different people. So Dan, what does that mean to you? Not scheduling things, stopping, enjoying ourselves, finding something to delight in slowing down stop and delight mm-hmm. yeah i mean we we spend a day i mean for us it's at home but it doesn't have to be a lot of times it's at home anyway but we stop like the rest of our week comes to a halt and and actually plan around that day you know so we can prep for that day because it won't happen without some forethought so mm. like we can see that day coming and we know we're going to stop and we have to spend our week a little differently in order for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I love stop and delight, not just because you said it, but that is the the mm-hmm. Hebrew meaning yeah. of the word Shabbat. I'm, I'm assuming that's where you mm-hmm. guys got that from. Mm-hmm. It's really this beautiful picture of we're going to stop because it's not on us. It doesn't, you know, the world's not going to stop spinning so mm-hmm. we can stop uh, and at the same time rest and delight in the goodness of mm-hmm. God. So uh, thinking about those two things, just walk us through like a, not your best Sabbath, not your worst <laughs> Sabbath, but just a typical mm-hmm. Sabbath. When, for how long, when do you start? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. How do you wrangle these kids who are probably restless? Like, mm-hmm. tell us about that. We typically do it on Sunday. We just mm-hmm. felt like for our family, maybe that was the easiest place to start because we have fewer activities. Um, so we jumped in. And it may not always be yeah. Sunday. Right. But for this phase, that's where it is for yeah. us. Mm. It usually starts with donuts so that no one has to make breakfast. All good things start with donuts. Yeah. Come right. on now. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Continue on. Um, we get ourselves to church. Um, sometimes that makes it a enjoyable Sabbath. Sometimes it makes it not one of the greatest, right? Like 
that just happens, right? Yeah. Three kids to church on time is a real out the door, clothes yeah, on, smiles, <laughs> not fighting, right? Yeah. And then we enjoy each other. Like my favorite is getting outside and doing some sort of family activity, whether that's yeah. a hike in the woods, a family game of disc golf, yeah, on the slopes, like something outside yes. together makes it great. Uh, naps are allowed on Sundays, yeah, you know, on Sabbath days. So that's like. Uh, but they never were before. Like if I napped before Sabbath was mm-hmm. established, like I woke up like feeling guilty because she was in a like this is our time. To I get was making done him mentality. feel guilty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the communication that happened before Sabbath was intentional. Yeah, like we had to talk a lot about why are we doing this, what do we want, and what does it look like for me to delight and not work what does it look for, like for patrick to not work and delight because it's not the same thing for both of us mm-hmm. and so talking about those things i felt like opened the door to maybe broaden our mm-hmm. definition of sabbath so let's unpack those just a little bit uh tell me about the why like why why did you decide this is going to be something that we do as a family the rush and activities and the constant going was wearing us down. And we wanted, I really wanted something different. I feel like for years I've been like, I really want to try this. No, that's not attainable. I really want to try this. Went to Israel, like experienced from the outside, like an entire community during Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Like, stores are closed. Mm-hmm. People aren't working and though for me as a tourist was like, the bakery's not open on Saturday morning. What are we going to do? But that like when you are surrounded by other people who are chasing after those same things, it feels easier. So I knew that I could not practice, experience a Sabbath by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I had to have Patrick on board because mm-hmm. we have three kids and there are other things going on so that we had to be on the same page doing the same thing. Yeah. I, my motivation was different. Like I just needed to breathe for a day and to like really catch my breath. Uh, and I can think back to Dan's trip to Israel in 2018 and coming home and her talking about Shabbat. And clearly I wasn't in a place to like spend any space there, but I can see her heart's desire for that growing over years before it was 2021 when we like had our first Sabbath. Mine came from the outcome of that anxiety attack and realizing that all the things I'm trying are not working. Uh, And being, though I hate this word and it's so true, or I hated this word, Mm -hmm. being so desperate to try something different because Mm -hmm. the trajectory for me was not good. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was that I I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. And so I needed a way to like breathe. Has the why changed? In the last year? So if that was the initial reason, has mm-hmm. has there been some evolution to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's now like resting in God. Like I actually feel the rest. Not that I'm trying to get the rest, but I feel the rest and I have experienced it and I want to keep doing it. So we keep experiencing it. Like it's continual. Does it impact the rest of your week or inform the rest of your week? Yeah, it 
It definitely makes us live differently the rest of the days. And I think even like long-term, we can look at it and see like we choose our activities or our yeses in a different way with SAP. Like it becomes more of a lifestyle than just a practice. I My perspective changed on just the orientation of the week. Sunday had always been the end of my week. And so I sprinted through the week and crashed into Sunday, hoping I could recover for the the next week. And now like Sunday is the official kickoff of my week. And so like rather than coming into Sunday empty and hoping to be full, like I go into Monday from Sunday full mm-hmm. and you just, you work differently, you live differently, you mm-hmm. totally changes kind of how, how I have orientated, orient, oriented my life. I mean, I know that's true for our family. Josh is pushing all the buttons on this podcast here, <laughs> making sure we get this recording. But uh, it's true. I see it in his family too. Um, and it is a game changer. Mm-hmm. You really do live uh, all seven days differently. Um, you talked about delight. So I just mm-hmm. want to ask you, like, mm-hmm. Patrick, what's something you delight in on Sabbath? Like, I try to do this every time we do a Sabbath. Well, that's a good question. Take a nap is pretty high on the list. Take a nap is high on the list. <laughs> I mean, but it has become like a family nap on the couch. I don't like to nap. A holy that's not nap. a thing yeah. for me, yeah. but I will gladly sit and read a book. Yeah. And that is, it's probably number one on my list because I feel permission to yeah. to do that, whether it's 30 minutes or two hours. And there's uh, something real special about one of my, it's generally my, my middle guy, I guess, who, by the way, his name is Ferguson. And this week, I called him for the first time, Turd Ferguson. (laughs) And he thinks it is the coolest thing to ever happen to him. Uh, So, (laughs) I love it. Total tangent, but one of the highlights that, like, he will come and snuggle. Uh, And and we end up napping together, which is just like those moments are few and far between. So, that really has become something I I delight in. On a different podcast, I I have a lot of jokes about that, but I'm going to let them just pass. Out of respect for your wife, not out of respect for you. <laughs> Dan, what's something you delight in on Sabbath? Taking a walk outside, taking a hike outside, playing games with my kids, coloring with my kids. The other days of the week, I feel the rush and the hurry, like, no, I got to do the dishes. I got to right. get dinner ready. I've got to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And we have made sure that those aren't excuses. Yeah. On the Sabbath. We had a, a a family over a couple of weeks ago. I could tell she wanted to ask a question really bad. Uh, we were having dinner and having a great time. And she's like, I've just been dying to ask you, like, how do we practice Sabbath? And uh, the way I kind of described it to her, it, you know, after the stopping and so on and so forth, I'm like, I want you to just picture your best day. You can do anything you want to do on your day. You can't produce. You can't buy anything. You just... You just rest, like, and but anything you want to do. She goes, that sounds so selfish. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how else do you delight in things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does I would say, like, that whole napping thing to me was like, that is so selfish of you to take a nap. There are a hundred things that could be done. But when we, like, talked about Sabbath, it's like, yeah. oh, no, it doesn't have to be done. And that can be delightful. It is. Yeah, naps well, high. We take, yeah, we take those things off the table. 
you know, yeah. and there's nothing to, there's nothing to produce. So I think, uh, as some of our friends are listening to this, uh, they're like, Oh, well, uh, you know, of course that's what their Sabbath looks like. Uh, I'm quite positive. They're not all this mm-hmm. delightful experience. Right. Uh, let me remind our friends listening, you do have three kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, they're at that age where they require, Mm -hmm. you know, they got a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. So tell us a horror story or your worst Sabbath moment, just to make our audience feel like, Hey, this is a really approachable thing. There's, I'm sure there's one in the Mm -hmm. bag. (laughs) Yeah. I can't remember the specifics of it, but I remember laying in bed. And so one of the things like being with people and like, people we love can still be part of Sabbath. We don't totally isolate from society. So I think that's an important thing. Um, we are intentional about what we say yes to on those days. And um, the one I'm remembering, we said yes to too many things. And so it's like, we went to church, we went to lunch, we chose another thing to do. And then we had some family come in town. And uh, I remember just falling into bed that night and we both rolled over and looked at each other and were like, that didn't feel very Sabbathy. You know, like, <laughs> Sabbath-y. Sabbath-y. I, this is does not feel Kelly? Sabbathy at all. Yeah, exactly. Kelly. Now, Kelly. Yeah. now I know you are friends with my wife. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But it, you're welcome, Kelly. But that did not feel very Sabbathy. And so I think we learned in that moment, like, there are, there are a pretty fine line between, mm-hmm. you know, Sabbath becoming just a normal day and all good things that day. They're all great things. I mean, I can recall recently some feuds happening between two children yeah. and mom losing her cool and was it turd ferguson yeah. <laughs> yes he was one of them <laughs> and some yelling children and some some just not kind words coming out and i'm pretty sure patrick was not home at the moment and i texted him like he needs to bring something home to make this yeah. oh yeah i was at worship rehearsal <laughs> yeah. and it was like ice cream or alcohol please yeah there you go yeah <laughs> So what, was there a Sabbath where it clicked? Because I know mm-hmm. from my family, we will always look back at an April in the pandemic. I'll always remember it because it changed our whole lives. Because it was like, oh my gosh, this is what Sabbath really is supposed to be like. Was there an aha moment for you guys? Um, it was February 21. So we are almost at a year in this pandemic. And still like feeling like there's light at the end of the tunnel, but still very much in the heart of what is going on. And I had just done some hard spiritual work that the weekend before and uh, came home finally ready to experience something different. And so we celebrated our first, like, I'll call it our first official Sabbath on February 14th of 2021. And I journaled about it that day. Just I did a list because it, by 6 p.m., that's when I stopped journaling. I was so stunned by the things I had done that day and thought, wow, just there has to be something with this. And I can rattle it off. Went to church. I colored with my kids. We learned a new game. I had some quiet time. Read to my kids. Then I read my own book. Then I listened to a podcast. Then we played in the snow. Then I took a nap. Then I listened to music. Then I drew a picture. Then we had a tea party. Those are all things by 6, 6 p.m. on our first Sabbath day. And at that point, I remember being like, I can go to bed. I've done more in this short period that has brought me so much life. I mean, what else could I do today? The distractions were gone. The productivity was gone. 
And so that to this point has been my favorite Sabbath because that's where it landed with me. Like, wow, I, this can be very different. Did you notice a difference in your internal posture, your awareness towards God and your awareness towards your family on that day or, or shortly after? Yes. I mean, I went to church, had my own personal quiet time, listened to a podcast. Those things are all faith driven and kind of like building into me. So that communion with God was more present. And then uh, our kids have noticed the difference in Sabbath. And so just the reality that those days really in a lot of ways become yes days for our kids. Like dad's not going to say no to going for a walk or going to the playground because I don't, what else do I have to do? Hey, dad, can we go to the park? Yes. You know, and so we go for a walk. And so our kids are learning to anticipate. And right now we, we were talking yesterday, like it's about the family time for them. And our prayer is that as they grow up, because our oldest is seven, that they'll start to begin to make the spiritual connections to that. Yes, it is about focused time with family, but that it is a spotlight on Jesus mm. and that we can do this because of this, but it's the purpose for our, our time together is that we delight in one another because, he, you know, we are the gifts he's given us. Yeah. Dan, what have you noticed about your family structure in the last year as you guys have really been practicing this? There's some freedom and flexibility that I wish I could say was there before, but in all of my desire to control and get places on time and do these specific activities is not at the mark. I mean, I can even see in myself, we're late some places and that's okay. Like the heart change in me to see what is truly important and what is not. And right now it's like, what message am I giving my kids? That's the most important thing right in front of my face is what are my words? What are my actions telling and showing them? And I think that there has been some freedom and some learning in that. I think, I hope that I am showing them Jesus in this process. Yeah, I'm quite confident you are. I mean, our lives are supposed to look different. Mm -hmm. If our lives structurally look like the world, we should really ask ourselves some mm -hmm. questions. Um, and that's the whole reason God long, long ago said, practice the Sabbath and keep it holy. Mm -hmm. And he said it multiple times, a command and, and an invitation because our lives are supposed to look different. And mm -hmm. I'm quite positive your kids will grow mm -hmm. up and say, yeah, our, our family practices Sabbath and here's the reason why. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. Hopefully they remember more that it's not just a no chore day that they really get excited about. Yeah. 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 No chores. So uh, you are, um, the, unfortunately, you're the rare family practicing Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were uh, three unicorn families mm -hmm. around the table. I mean, I over-exaggerating a little bit, but I mean, if we're being really honest and we made a list of the 20 or 30 families in our lives and how many of them practice Sabbath, that list is very, very small. So I, I think one of the things that I'm hoping is so encouraging about what you guys have shared so far is that you're busy. Uh, you have full plates, you've got kids, you've got a job, and yet you've decided this is important. This is how we're going to live our lives. But it doesn't really answer the question of like, why should somebody who's not practicing Sabbath, why should they make the leap? Mm -hmm. You know, so I guess pretend that I'm that uh, guy in your church <laughs> who is busy and climbing the corporate ladder or wh whatever you want to, you know, want to describe that. 
overcommitted, doesn't have time. Why should I rearrange my schedule and give up something? Because that's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Why should I practice that? You don't know what you're missing. It's so hard to explain until you experience a Sabbath, a true Sabbath that is restful and life-giving. You didn't know that was possible until you experience it. And it's so hard to... That was my experience. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Like, how do I tell you my experience? Because your experience will probably be different, but nonetheless. Yeah, for me, it's more of a practical kind of appealing to logic. And, you know, we all readily admit that we're tired and worn out and we're all trying to add more things, uh, more of this, more of that, more of this to combat that fatigue. And so, you know, my logical approach is like, I've tried doing less and it has resulted in far more because we see it on our peers' faces Mm -hmm. who are tired and burned out. And I'm part of it too. Like I have to fight that urge to pile more on. And and our answer in our family for rest has been to do less, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, it's it's interesting watching your stories develop over the last two years because outside looking in, uh, you're doing less because you're practicing Sabbath, but you're more financially successful in the last two years. Your family is more healthy. Your marriage is more healthy. God has blessed you beyond really what you even thought was possible specifically mm-hmm. in the this recent job change yeah. Patrick yeah. for you and you're still doing sabbath and and like that's not a like you, hear me friends we're, we're not about the prosperity gospel that's not what I'm saying at all <laughs> no, no. but what I am saying is God is honoring the yeah. faithfulness of your family to do less and depend on him more through surrender but also through the practice of sabbath that's not lost on me at all mm-hmm. it is kind of funny how that mm-hmm. sort of multiple time multiplies yeah. you know and so it's a great point I, he provides mm-hmm. it's true yeah it is so well i am uh i'm grateful you shared let mm-hmm. us peek into a little bit uh, mm-hmm. of what's going on in your family and in mm-hmm. the the journey you've had and um it is very approachable the way that you have described it. And um, I'm, I'm so glad you got to encourage us. I do want to ask you one last question. Uh, Cause Patrick, I know cause we've had many, you know, uh, conversations and drinks and lunches and so forth. I know you're a collector of things <laughs> sure. and gadgets. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so you can't use this one. Josh f- shared his favorite uh, thing on three last three things. A couple of them was the, the bench made. Yeah. You love it's bench definitely made. It's on my top. It, yes. It's definitely on your top. So, yeah. but I want to ask you, uh, is there something that you love that you like, you're just like friends, you have to know about this. Yeah. It's actually, it's comical because we're telling everyone that we do this these days. And it's become actually part of our Sabbath it is. together. Yep. Ah, so it. it's, okay. yeah, it's definitely an us. It's an us thing. Yeah. A, a Sabbath sometimes starts Saturday evenings. With charcoal. Yeah. Like a easy, because part of Sabbath, did I did not hang like. On. Did you say charcoal? Yeah. Charcoal. So on part the one of our, charcoal. Like, That's okay. not the favorite thing. That's oh, not okay. the favorite thing. Okay. Sorry. No, no, it gets better. It feels like there's the backstory. I do not like to cook or do dishes. Yep. So part of Sabbath, like none of that is included. So gotcha. cereal Sundays is usually <laughs> oh, yeah. what happens. But we start out Sabbath typically grilling on charcoal, burgers and dogs. Real simple, but Patrick likes the process of the slow yeah. charcoal. Yeah, like I like to light the charcoal. It takes a long time. 
So it's become either like our kickoff to Sabbath this summer anyway. Saturday yeah. night, we kind of launch into it with just the slow uh, meal. The kids think a hot dog on charcoal is the best thing. I mean, Juby just thinks it's the best thing ever, and it is really It's good. pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, so, But the whole process is slow, so I can just enjoy that and watch the smoke develop. And uh, so we do this charcoal. It's become either the kickoff or kind of like the conclusion on Sunday night. Well, guys, thanks for being with us. Thanks for sharing uh, about Sabbath. Man, I hope so many people hear this and are inspired to give it a try. Friends, if you're listening, you can do this. And it doesn't have to be an entire day. Start with a couple of hours. Get the family together. Shut off the cell phones and just rest. You'll be amazed what happens to your soul and build on that. Let it turn into this holy experience that God designed for you. And if I'm being really honest... He commanded you to do it. Practice Sabbath, and uh, it will be a part of the process of changing your life. Free and Light is a podcast of Sequel Ministries. We believe that life to the full comes out of an intimate connection with Jesus. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit us at sequel.org slash donate.